Well, uh, some sad news. It was confirmed earlier today that Canada's most famous and celebrated sex educator passed away at the age of 93, talking about Sue Johansson. And we heard from Sue Johansson's daughter earlier today as well, remembering what it was like growing up with such a famous mom. Well, first off, it's the first thing that everybody always asks me when they meet me, oh my God, you're Sue Johansson's daughter. What was it like having her as a mother? And I have to say, until I was a teenager, I was raised in a pretty normal suburban um, environment at, at home. You know, she was just a mom. And, um, but once I turned to te- became a teenager and she opened up the Don Mills birth control clinic for teenagers, that was it. The you know the the roof blew off and so it was very exciting to watch all that and to see her um on that journey but um I couldn't really approach my mom too much about sex and sexuality I didn't want to hear about it from her I wanted to hear about it from my friends and from my boyfriend so um that was a journey That was her daughter, Jane. She was speaking with Global News last year when the documentary Sex with Sue had just made its debut. Well, Maureen McGrath is joining us now, the host of the Sunday Night Health Show right here on CKNW. Maureen, thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure, Jill. Thanks so much for having me. What were your thoughts of Sue Johansson and kind of how she paved the way and became such a well-known sex educator? Well, I think she was just wonderful. And I think she's been revered as a forthright educator. She filled a massive gap in sex education. She was a trailblazer, really, to open up a birth control uh, clinic just after it became legalized in Canada, 18 years before abortion became legal. I mean, I think on some level it can't have been easy for her, but she was such a wonderful person and so relatable and People thought if, if this woman who looks like my grandmother and, you know, is very straightforward, can talk about fun and pleasure and all the rest, then, you know, I'm going with it. <laughs> and that's a lot of people have been commenting on that. And certainly it's been talked about before. Not that a sex educator needs to look a certain way, but she did with the glasses and her style. She did kind of look like a grandma. Yes, and you have to be able to speak to people about sex in a very straightforward, non-judgmental fashion. And she was able to accomplish that across the U.S. and Canada through TV and radio. Now, I want to play uh, just a short clip and uh, might not be suitable for all audience members, but it's not it's not that outrageous. But this was Sue Johansson and an appearance that she made on Conan O'Brien. Just a little bit of their conversation. I was told mm. that the first thing you want to do is dispel some common myths. Yes. Is that true? Well, so many people have such bad ideas, wrong ideas about human sexuality. Mm-hmm. Uh, men are convinced that to be a good lover, they've got to have this humongous penis with an erection that is so rigid you can strike matches on it. that uh, <laughs> led to a, a lot of back and forth. And she, she went on to say, you don't, you don't need any of that. So, but I mean, there she was on Conan O'Brien, just, uh, just making people laugh and talking about it. 
That's exactly right. Um, no, there are so many myths about sex to dispel. I thought it was going to be about the power men have in sex. But anyway, um, you know, there's just so many different things. And, you know, when you're laughing about it and you're learning at the same time, there, there's no greater gift to people because it's such an important subject and it's so related to gen overall general health as well. Uh, with your career, uh, talking about, uh, I know it's the health show now, it was the sex show before, and certainly tackling a lot of those topics as well. Was Sue Johansson uh, kind of uh, somebody that, that you followed or, or had an impact, do you think, on your career? Well, of course. I mean, she's a registered nurse. I'm a registered nurse. We're all about education. You know, I think I'm a pretty straightforward person and non-judgmental as well. I like to think of myself as non-judgmental. I see the importance of this subject. I see the uh, discomfort that people have around this subject. I see the huge need that continues to exist today. And, you know, of course, I mean, she was a trailblazer. I mean, loved her approach, loved her attitude. You know, um, I dye my hair. That's different. No, <laughs> I will always dye my hair. Um, but, you know, she just had a, a certain way. And, and I think that that needs to continue, even in the face of, of the discomfort and the laws that and legislation that has been changing around things that are related to sex and sexuality. So, um, of course, she's had a, a tremendous impact on, on my career. I know uh, what we heard today when it was announced that she had passed away, that uh, she uh, had passed away in a long-term care facility uh, in Ontario. Her family was with her as well. I don't know I don't know a lot about what led up to her death, but I'm guessing that, uh, like many people, she would be horrified with what's happening with women's rights and reproductive rights in the United States. Oh, she absolutely be horrified. I'm, I'm sure that is what launched her career, the fact that we were actually making progress for women in 1970. Um, I mean, I think we've taken, you know, so many steps backward. And, you know, I've received so many messages today, which I'm, I'm really surprised about from patients and friends and people that know the work that I do. And they've all said, you know, she helped me so much. And, you know, they so many people have felt so badly because they felt that they had received such great gifts from her. Hmm. Do you think it would be as controversial today? I mean, I guess th there would be some topics that would be the same, other things that she would focus on. But uh, I mean, a, a much different reaction, I think, when she started doing radio and started uh, doing radio and TV and talking about the, these topics, again, that, that people were and in many cases are still uncomfortable. Yeah, people still are. And I think they... You know, the, one of the reasons maybe she became so infamous, so, so famous uh, on, with so many people is because she was hilarious. People saw the humor in it, and so they were able to accept it. Today, given the division in politics and the political landscape and, and the fact that um, women are, you know, not advancing as maybe they were back in 1970 at the same rate, um, you know, this is needed even even more but i and you know she is still needed <laughs> is the bottom line and i think she'll live on in people's hearts and minds and bedrooms for a long time and how important is it and and you must see this in your practice and what you do as well in that the, somebody might make the argument oh well you can google anything now and you can get uh, the the, the uh, google response you can find out to the answers to your questions but how important is it to have an actual person an actual human being that can talk about this stuff well, I think it's critical because you want to share your own story. And the presentations that I give across this country, 
you know, I will, I will give them everything. I talk about everything. I don't want to withhold any information. And, and afterward, people still want to share their personal story, whether it be at that presentation during that time or in a follow-up appointment, because there's nothing like connecting with somebody. Somebody actually understands what your question is, what your thoughts are, what your fetishes are, what your ideas are, what, you know, the sex education you may or may not have had, or the messages that you may have received that were unhealthy and inappropriate. Um, so I still think there's a huge need and a lot of sex educators have gone online, especially since the pandemic, but nothing like sitting down in a room, you know, chair to chair, just letting it all out. <laughs> and I would think too, that that was part of her appeal as well. Like you said, this amazing sense of humor. Uh, she knew what she was talking about. She also seemed, I, I never met her in person, but she seemed like somebody who, even if you were uncomfortable with the subject matter, that she would be really approachable and really easy to talk to. Absolutely. I think she put a nation at ease. I think she was just that that type that you just wanted to sit down and have, you know, chicken soup with her and <laughs> and talk about your sex life, basically, and all the questions that people had and so many questions go unanswered for people for decades. I mean, I've had people talk to me in their 60s that they'd never told somebody else, you know, and so I think she did just a tremendous job educating the masses because that was what was needed at the time and, and continues to be a need. Mm, yeah, she well, she definitely she didn't put Conan O'Brien at ease because that that clip goes on. He seemed a little uncomfortable, but also it was hilarious, and she made a lot more jokes. And uh, Ray Romano was on the couch there. Uh, he was making jokes about himself too. But again, that information, like you said, that that people probably in many cases don't seek out or too embarrassed for whatever reason uh, to, to to try and figure it out. Yeah, and I think they people felt she was talking directly to them. You know, you talked about having that one-on-one. -on -one. I think people got that from her in some magical way. All right. Well, Maureen, thank you so much for joining us and for talking about Sue Johansson today. Appreciate, as always, appreciate your time, and we'll talk to you again soon. You're so welcome. I just would like to one last quote of hers that mm -hmm. I'd like for everyone to remember. I hope it's okay. Horny oh, yes. is a beautiful thing. Sorry, what was the quote? <laughs> Horny is a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great quote from Sue Johansson. All right. All right. Take care. Maureen, thank you so much.